0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We have a lot. We have a lot on our plate today. So I'm just going to whittle it down to the major pieces of news. We'll start with the biggest one first. It's that JT Realmuto is going back to Philly. He's agreed to a deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. He's staying in Philadelphia. Five years, $115.5 million. That is going to slightly top... The average annual value record for a catcher, he's, being, he's going to be getting $23.1 million on an average annual value basis. And the record was Joe Maurer at $23 million when he signed his extension with the Twins uh, like a decade ago, March 2010. So I was like almost 11, that was 11 years ago. And um, I mean, many previous reports did indicate that Real Muto was trying to raise the bar on catcher salaries. I mean, Obviously, he's the best catcher in the game, and he's done that, I mean, ever so slightly. But, you know, his agent, he and his agent were definitely looking to top that AAV that Mauer got back in the day. So, he's going to be heading back to Philly, getting a cool nine figures. And, you know, he's off the market now. I mean, the big names are coming off the market. It's only, it's only a couple, maybe a couple days or weeks, I'm sure, until we hear Trevor Bauer sign. He's the last big domino to fall at this point. But we now have Springer off the board. We have... Real Muto off the board. You know, the Phillies just hired Dave Dombrowski. He's no stranger to big payrolls. He's a new president of baseball operations. And I mean, a lot of rumors were that the Phillies were looking to cut costs. But now, obviously, by them going out and signing Real Muto, it shows that they're willing to pay up. And I mean, it also could mean that Real Muto's market was shrinking because at the onset of the offseason, everyone is hearing that he wanted $200 million, which definitely you know, wasn't going to happen. The Phillies wanted to pay him one hundred. He wanted two hundred. Looks like he got closer to what the Phillies were willing to pay. I mean, the projected number for him at the beginning of the offseason was five years, 125. So he's getting a little less than what we projected. Well, well, a lot of you know, Sp- if you go to like Spotrack or MLB Trade Rumors, they projected him around you know 120 to 125 million. He's getting 115 and a half. I mean, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I'm sure he'll be he'll be uh, satisfied with the money he got. But yeah, he's going to stay in a familiar and comfortable environment. The Phillies are keeping the game's best catcher. He's a consensus best catcher in baseball, two-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. And yeah, I mean, he's awesome. He's awesome. So uh, we are going to, yeah, we're going to see Trevor Bauer off the board, I'm sure pretty soon because it's, you know, we're seeing a lot of big names come off the board now. The other big name that came off the board yesterday was Marcus Semyon. So the Blue Jays have gotten... Marcus Semyon. They signed him to a one-year $18 million deal. And you know, he was, you know, shortstop, one of the best shortstops, probably the best shortstop on the market. And he's heading up north to the six, to Toronto, to join forces with George Springer up there. I mean, the, the Blue Jays have made a lot of moves this offseason, especially, you know, in the last few weeks. So you're probably wondering, what are they going to do with Bo Bichette? Well, Bichette's going to stay put at shortstop. Marcus Semyon is actually going to play second base for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Kevin Biggio is going to move from second out to third base. So their infield is going to be Vlad at first, Semyon at second, Bichette at short, and Biggio at third. What we're going to need to see from the Blue Jays is for their you know, their three young homegrown players to continue to grow as they've been doing, Guerrero, Bichette, and Biggio. They're going to continue to grow. And then you add the presence of Semyon, who is you know, one of the better players in the game. He got off to a bit of a slow start last year, but don't be fooled. I mean, over the, over the last, you know, few games of the season and into the playoffs, he raked. I mean, his, his bat really caught up in a, in a major way. I mean, this is an elite, an elite talent. I mean, a lot of people say his 2019 season was an outlier. I mean, he put up 7.6 war, according to Fangraphs, got him a third place finish in the AL MVP voting. And, um, it is worth noting that he's never been an all-star. So a lot of people say like, okay, outside 2019, he's, he hasn't posted a weighted runs creative plus over 100, even considering a down year in 2020. But like I said, towards the end of the year last year, he was really good. So I am, I am a bit more bullish on Marcus Simeon than most people. I do think that he's one of those guys who's turned a corner over the last few years, just one of those somewhat late bloomers. You know, a lot of people just look at the body of work and be like, ah, I don't see the career numbers being there. I think, I mean, there are people like that um, where you look at the full, full career numbers and, and it gives you cause, you know, for pause or cause for concern. But I think that Semyon has improved year over year. I, I really do. But um, I mean, people do have legitimate concerns about his about his talent. So, but getting 18 million dollars for one year, he's going to be doing this again next year. That's what it means. gonna be a free agent. Um, in a year's time, but the Blue Jays get one year of Marcus Simeon, a high ceiling bat. You know, another significant piece off the board. So those were the two big, the big, uh, you know, piece of news yesterday. There were others, though. There are others. I mean, the Twins have signed Andrelton Simmons. So speaking of shortstops, Andrelton Simmons is going to Minnesota on a one-year, ten and a half million dollar contract, and that deal is done. So. You're going to have Jorge Polanco slide over to second base because he was previously their shortstop, their all-star shortstop. He's going to slide over to second base. And then Luis Arias, instead of playing second base, he's not going to move around the diamond as needed. He's going to be their utility guy. Getting Anderson Simmons, I mean, this dude is – he's the best there is defensively. Four-time Gold Glove Award winner. He's long been considered, you know, you know, the gold standard at shortstop. I mean, it wasn't – I mean, it wasn't um, – Outstanding from a you know metrics standpoint in 2020, but he only played 30 games, so he had minus one outs above average. But he only played 30 games in 2020, in 103 games a year before he was second among all shortstops with 12 outs above average. And that's in only 103 games. So he played what like 50 fewer games than most shortstops in 2019, and he was still second among all shortstops with outs above average. I mean, th- I mean, I-, I have seen a lot of people talk about Anderson Simmons being a Hall of Famer. Like It sounds crazy to say, but I mean, I, I, there, ha, there are some people online, you know, some, some baseball people like in YouTube and stuff I've seen, they have talked about Angelton Simmons' case for the Hall of Fame. It's actually very interesting when you look at it. Very interesting when you look at it. If he plays long enough, he definitely does have a case. It's, it's unique. You wouldn't think about it, but the way things are going where people are becoming more aware of how to read sabermetrics. He might, have a, he might have a chance just based on his defense and his, you know, respectable offense, respectable offense. But, yeah, that's going to be um, a, a really good deal for the Twins. I mean, right now, they're still looking to sign Nelson Cruz. that They want to bring him back, but um, time will tell whether or not he will because he's definitely going to be waiting to see if that DH will be available in the National League. And the Tigers have signed Wilson Ramos. Free agent catcher Wilson Ramos, a one-year, $2 million deal. Not not a huge deal, but thought I would mention that as well. And the Orioles signed Freddie Galvis, shortstop Freddie Galvis, one-year contract, $1.5 million, obviously not a big deal, but Jose Iglesias was recently traded, so they needed a shortstop, and they went out and got Freddie Galvis. He's serviceable. Iglesias is now out with the LA Angels. So those are the big moves from yesterday. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.